Welcome to another episode of the Smartest Amazon Seller. All right, it's time to start talking about Amazon. So the question of this episode is where is Amazon going from here? Where's the needle moving? Where's the marketplace going? Where are sellers? What's, what, what's happening? I have seen a lot of journalism this year in particular on Amazon. You name the publication. Everyone wants to write about Amazon. I have seen really long pieces. There's a, that new podcast, Land of the Giants. That's an amazing podcast. You should listen to it. And I'm seeing like really like, like uh, you know, Washington Post, New York or New York Times. Everyone's writing about Amazon because people must be clicking on it. They, they are just the company to talk about for all the reasons. I mean, those 200,000 sellers that are doing more than six figures in sales, they're guaranteed to click on it because you know if I see an interesting article about Amazon, I'm going to read it. But I think that they, they rehash a lot of the same subjects and they're just talking about what's happened. But I want to give a perspective of where it is going and what I think if, you know, you're building a business and you're trying to be forward thinking, you can be creative. We have, we've made a lot of investments and probably even, you know, uh, lost money because we are trying to move ahead of that needle. I'll say my ideas in the very end, I'll kind of recap of like how you could maybe act on this. So the beginning of this year, there was a lot of kerfuffle. People just could not stop talking about uh, some of the moves that Amazon retail was doing with uh, their vendor central program. You know, you'd hear people talk about this, like one vendor program. And I really didn't really like that name and the, the conversation around it. I was talking with an Amazon account manager who used to work as a category manager. And he was like, he's like, there's no one vendor program. And this idea of Amazon discontinuing relationships, it's kind of an ongoing thing. They have done this before, but yes, they may have spiked up in February and March, but that it wasn't, you know, super out of the blue. He asserted that every single person that has a vendor account manager has had a discussion with Amazon regarding profitability. You know, Amazon is selling, you know, products at a certain price and those that are in the vendor central program have, you know, it's kind of a negotiation sometimes what the wholesale price is. And sometimes Amazon will reject it. A lot of terms get made. It's a very different type of a relationship that we have on seller central, but on vendor central, it's a negotiation. And at any point, you know, Amazon can just say like, we're out, we're out of this product. Uh, we're going to crap it. That stands for cannot realize a profit. They often will crap a product if they're just not going to make money on it and they don't see themselves making money. And so, you know, Amazon just did a, a, a normal profitability analysis and there were certain companies that just like did not make the cut that they were not profitable for Amazon. And so they discontinued the vendor central relationship. That's kind of the perspective I take is that, Amazon wasn't necessarily like trying to like really push the market super far in one direction. They're just saying like, Hey, this relationship right here is not working. They have thousands of vendor relationships. It's no question that at some point they're going to have to like think about profitability. And 
I think a lot of people, ourselves included, see this as an opportunity. That means there are more brands that have been stuck in a, a Amazon strategy and now they're looking for something new. This year really saw a lot of activity, specifically around agencies. I don't think I heard anything about like an Amazon agency a year ago. Then at conferences that I've showed up to this year, that's all I seem to hear like talk of is people just talk about agencies. You know, if you're developing a software, like, well, what do you do for agencies? And this is the idea of like of professionals running Amazon accounts for other people, whether it's doing the marketing for them or, uh, I mean, the marketing could be divided in a few different things, uh, or you're doing the full service seller central management. That's kind of the, the expertise that an agency can do. So because of these agencies, I see the future is bright for seller central for brands and retailers alike, brands maybe with the help of agencies taking control of the distribution themselves and selling directly to customers. See, Amazon has an advantage. They, they like it because they get 15% commission and without putting forward any capital. You know, they don't have to like buy products. They, they can uh, leverage their platform and just make 15%. They're still going to have their warehouses super full because FBA just has like all the advantages in the world. And the seller has the advantage that they can get all the margin that they could ever want. They can dictate the price. They don't have to uh, wholesale and, and split those margins. So that's where you're seeing, you know, if a brand goes direct to Amazon. I mean, if I was talking to my best friend in the world who had a brand, I would tell him, sell directly yourself on Amazon. And you're starting to see that finally take hold where brands anywhere from a half a million to 10 million they're going direct to Amazon. In fact, I know someone that's at a that's at twenty million, and they were at Vendor, and they're they're pushing things towards seller because they have a they they're not in a relationship that with this tug and pull they get to dictate the terms. But you know they are a little bit on their own, you know, and seller performance they have to own that part of the process. So yeah, that's actually just a risk to seller central, but but for Amazon and for brands and sellers like seller central is is only going up i've actually we've actually had a few brands that we sell through our buy boxer account who have been reached out to by amazon to sell on their own account now these are uh brands that we have built from you know zero to to a million um or more and then amazon is approaching them directly to to create their own seller central account and um, we're not scared because we know how much they have relied on us in the past. And, you know, some move on. That's how it happens. But it's easy to see that every brand is trying to control its Amazon strategy. Gone are the wild days where brands don't ask you follow-up questions to I'm selling online. Gone are the days when you can sell a top-tier brand without a bunch of authenticity complaints. But I just, I still don't think wholesale is going anywhere. There are the retailers, the resellers out there. There, there's, it's just such a big space. And, you know, Amazon grows 20% year over year at least. 
And so it's hard to argue that it's going anywhere, but I don't know if I, I can say that it's going to win the next decade. There's some phenomenal retailers out there that have built big businesses. But if I look at on the landscape of the top 100 sellers, I'm seeing more and more private label outfits uh, jump in that space. And they usually have a, they are usually very category specific. Like, you know, you have a few companies that are doing just like betting and, and all things uh, betting. You'll see some electronics and, and they have a, an assortment of electronics and they're, and they're private label. They figured out the sourcing. They figured out uh, the marketing for this niche. And so I, I see private label and brands going direct kind of actually is the same thing. And I'm, I'm saying similar things, but just like with different words. But in my personal opinion, wholesale is not, it's not going to grow at the same clip. I think there are niches and there is, but more and more brands are getting their own Amazon strategy. People that we approached six or seven years ago, now like we can't even like get near them because they've had like three or four years experience themselves on Amazon. There will be more brands that are similar to them that are still approachable, but that isn't going to grow at the same rate as someone who is a dedicated professional for Amazon and e-commerce and they're investing in their own products and you will see the quality of uh, the merchandising and the, the images and the video just go up and up and up as these brands put their best resources into Amazon. And so I'll, t- I'll say a little bit more about what we have done in you know, this environment with these beliefs that I have, that um, while our uh, wholesale business has done uh, you know, 60 million plus for three or four years in a row, that um, we see a ceiling to it. And so we've really tried to diversify or just uh, create uh, new opportunities because you, know, you want to get really good at one uh, aspect of, of your business. I, I've actually talked to someone that's like specializing in, you know, some really, really uh, inexpensive products. And his approach was like, I was, I was kind of surprised because I was like, I thought we were good at this, but like, um, so there's definitely some specialization that you could be doing in retail and wholesaling, but do consider that you can pivot your business and create uh, different revenue streams. And, you could splinter one off if you have to. See, we have, I, I've, I've talked a little bit about one of our, you know, our, one of our software businesses, Valence Services, where we, it's kind of an Amazon audit service, but we've actually done two other things where we, we were years in only doing wholesale. And then we kind of felt that like we had to diversify. And so we invested in another business that focused on partnerships where like it like through our account, we would be building uh, brands and uh, products that, uh, you know, where we invest in their product pages and, 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 and fight for the exclusive relationships. And we get those relationships by, by offering them services in return. So we did that for a few years. And then for about a year now, we've been, you know, we joined this 
Mad Hat race into uh, an agency. And so we have been building an agency. It's close to break even. <laughs> it's not quite there yet. Um, but we're leveraging a lot of like our, you know, we, <clears throat> we built a lot of capabilities in and expertise in the retailing aspect. And we're kind of applying that, that methodology and that technology into an agency. And so where we have, I'd say about uh, 20 different accounts that we manage right now. And it's not been always easy. We've made plenty of mistakes, but everyone kind of makes mistakes when you're uh, trying to, to grow. So I guess you could say that like for better or for worse, we've created a few different businesses and I don't expect all four of them to, uh, to work, but I do feel better with a, the dynamic landscape that is the next few years that we have done different things. And, you know, just one of those Amazon articles that I read today uh, said that Amazon treats every day like day one. And it was pretty motivating to me. And actually, it was motivating enough that I, I came home early from this dinner and I am recording this podcast. I just got motivated that like, yep, today's day one. I can create something new. And, and so can you, like, uh, it's easy to get stuck in, uh, one line of business and, 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 and get tunnel vision on that, but you'd be surprised how easy it is for you to still pivot and, uh, create something new. So I would, you know, just have perspective of where, where ask yourself the question. And I want to hear what you guys have to say as where do you think Amazon's going to be in five years? Or is there going to be more, you know, brand selling direct? Is Seller Central going to take more of a marketplace? Uh, sorry, more of a market share? Where is advertising going? Is it going to only get more expensive? I see advertising on Amazon almost as a tax that we all pay. I don't like where it's going. Uh, when everyone is has to just to do anything on Amazon, you have to be spending, you know, two, three dollars per click. I know how that story ends. It ends with Amazon getting more money from us. So that's a gloomy picture, but um, I don't know, it could be reality. And if you have any perspectives on that, yeah, please inform me. I'd love to know. Um, so it's clear that Amazon is not going to be the same as it is today in five years, you, in five years time, you'll look back now and you'll think it's the wild west. And so uh, really start th being forward thinking about what advantages you have. Maybe you've built a team and you've got a, you know, you've got maybe some more marketing expertise or more uh, um, advertising specifically, or you've got some good relationships. Find out what your edge is and see if you can diversify your business. And, um, you know, hopefully one of them really takes off. That is all I've got to say about this, but I really want to learn about what your guys' perspective is and, uh, share me articles or whatever. And, uh, and while you're at it, do me a, f a solid and, you know, just share the podcast with someone. The audience is growing. I'm kind of surprised. I actually don't even really even look at the numbers. Um, I hadn't looked at them in three months. I looked at them like after like one or two months of doing a podcast and like it's grown, uh, it's almost doubled in the last three months. So that's pretty, 
pretty solid. So uh, help me out by just keep sharing it and we can grow and uh, crack this puzzle together and all become e-commerce professionals living on the beach, right? Right. All right. I hope you have a good one and I'll uh, catch you guys next week. Bye. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.